Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everybody. Kip Harridge here with your daily VRE Investing Podcast. We'll tell you in a couple minutes what happened to the markets today. More importantly, tell you what's going forward using the VRE Investing Systems, our guide. VRE Investing Systems sits at 10 out of 12 screens bullish. That is unchanged from May of last year. We are nearing 11 of 12 screens bullish. Uh, and uh, I'm going to walk you through today some important things. But before I do that, uh, I got to uh, start this podcast with uh, just a shame, a shame, shame, shame on Joe Kernan of CNBC. Um, I only watch CNBC truly to find out what their propaganda is. Same with CNN. You know, it's important to understand what the mainstream media is attempting to scare people with or convince people of. That, that's why I watch. Otherwise, I would leave my TV off all day long. But it's important to know that. You know, you've got to know what the propaganda is so you can, you can make money as a smart money investor against it. And um, this morning, <clears throat> I'm sitting there and uh, getting my work done. And here comes Joe Kernan announcing to the world. Remember, Squawk Box in the morning on CNBC, that's their most watched part of the show throughout the day. You know, people are starting their day, want to see the markets are doing, et cetera. Um, and Joe Kernan says he announces to the world that he is canceling his upcoming trips. And he had a trip planned somewhere to go skiing or some bullshit. He's canceling it. He's not flying anywhere due to his personal fears of the coronavirus. Now, <clears throat> that is fear-mongering to, a, uh, to, to a, a, a sickening level. If you remember CNBC from years past, and rest in peace, Mark Haynes, Mark Haynes had the job of Joe Kernan uh, uh, before he passed away, he got sick and passed away. And Mark Haynes was a man. You know, he, the last thing he would have ever done is fear-mongered. He was great at calling bottoms. He called it as he saw it. Uh, we try to do that here. That's, that's one of the guys that I always admired. And I think I speak for millions of people uh, all over the world that felt that way about Mark Haynes. Again, rest in peace, Mark. He would have taken Joe Kernan out. He may have done it on air. He may have slapped him in the face on air. That's fear-mongering. That's absolute fear-mongering. When our own medical experts, Center for Disease Control, uh, National Institute of Health, when they're saying that, yes, <clears throat> this is a bad flu, and yes, a lot of people are going to get sick. I mean, no one's denying any of that, you know? Uh, no one's denying any of it. A lot of people are going to die from this. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not a joke. The flu kills 50,000 people a year in the U.S., right? But to come out in fear-monger like that, which is encouraging the panic that people already feel. Now, look, I'm immune to this. I'm immune to fear-mongering, and I'm immune to advertising. I just damn, I'm built that way. Most people aren't. You, as you're listening to me right now, may feel very afraid of this. No one's saying you shouldn't be concerned. No one's saying you shouldn't want to make sure your family is well. And if you're elderly, have someone elderly in your family, absolutely, they, they, they've got to take more precautions. What I'm talking about is the level of fear-mongering that Joe Kernan is doing on TV and others like him and the others that are just have turned it into a political get-Trump message. So... Look, this is going to pass. We said last week, starting about a week ago, that within four to six weeks, it would be over with, and it will be. China's stock market today closed at another high. Um, 
I mean, their markets have been parabolic straight up since they got it, they, you know, since they announced that their uh, uh, exposure to coronavirus is really starting to fall. And that's going to happen here. But I, I want to go through some ideas I have as well. But I wanted to start at that with Joe Kernan. Because shame on, shame on you, Joe Kernan, and anybody else that's using this to fearmonger and scare people, good people, that listen to you because they believe they can trust you. I'm going to tell you right now, folks, I will never trust Joe Kernan again on anything or anybody else that is fear-mongering. It's unprofessional, it's outrageous, and it should not happen. Uh, let's, a quick market update. The Dow uh, today, we're seeing a pattern, by the way, of higher highs and higher lows. So again, you know, you see all the screen, of, uh, a sea of red here, but I'm going to give you some things that we see that tell us this is a bottoming process. Dow Jones today closed down 900 and it's hard to read this screen, 969 looks like, uh, 26,112. Basically, you had the S&P 500, Dow Jones, both down right at about 3.5%, okay? But it's still, it's a pattern of higher highs and higher lows. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll talk more about it in a moment. Same thing in the VIX. We're seeing this, in, of course, higher highs and higher lows is a bullish pattern, and that's what we're seeing. The NASDAQ today, again, our leader, they lead in the way up and the way down, tech, tech and semis, uh, down 3.1%. Again, you look, for these, you look for these signs. And NASDAQ was down less than the broad market. That Even though it was down 279 points, clearly a negative. The fact that it was down less is a positive. Same thing with the semiconductors. Semiconductor, uh, the, the SOX was down 3.1% as well. Again, still a big decline, but less than the broad market. These are the signs you look for. Um, <clears throat> Over my career, I've made more money probably from, from what's happening now than at any point of my career. And that is when the markets turn, when the markets bottom and they begin to make that turn. Now, market, bottoms are messy. Bot, the, the best bottoms are typically really messy. You have some retest. You have days like this. You know, instead of yesterday, we're up 1,200 points. We're down 900 a day. You know, this is all this is not an accident, right? This is, this is, this is the, the market is like a living organism. And this is the backing and filling process. This is how bottoms take place. So obviously we want to hold the lows of Friday. You know, if we broke those lows, I'll tell you right now, I, I would be concerned because that would mean lower prices are coming. But, you know, we're, we're well above those levels. So uh, again, I think this is a normal bottoming process. And I've made more money out of this, out of this you know, event uh, than probably anything in my career. But you have to recognize it. And I, and I think that's what we are doing here is recognizing that this is the bottom. I want to remind you of what we've said for a while now, which is the news will continue to get worse about the coronavirus. More and more people will get sick. More and more will die. But as that happens, you'll see the stock market will continue to move higher. Again, if, if, if our theory, if our work is right, this is what will happen. That's what we believe is happening. So these are buying opportunities, right? As long as you avoid the Joe Kernans of the world. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to cover a few things here, a little bit of a different podcast today. Um, saw a picture today of, um, of, a hand, of a hand lotion in Germany going for $500. Uh, Cindy, my wife, was at the grocery store today, and she said the, the bottled water shelves are getting emptier. 
and uh, people were stocking up. You know, these are, again, these are the, the signs of things that happen at peak fear. We'll call it peak coronavirus, seeing those signs. Um, <clears throat> but again, it's the bottoming process. Uh, what I saw today was interesting. I mentioned the semis. I mentioned the NASDAQ doing better. Here, here's maybe what is the biggest market tell that we should be watching. I tweeted this out earlier. Gold is rising. Right, gold was up over 2% today. Right, it's been moving higher since everything. It was last week. It was panic sale, right? Everything has to go. Baby out with the bathwater. That was last week. And, and that, that's always a sign of a market bottom. We're not seeing that this week. Gold today up 2%. But more importantly, I believe, is that GDX, the minor ETF, is up, was up 2.3% today. Now, how is that different from last week? Last week, the miners were crashing even as gold was rallying. Now, gold did wind up collapsing at the end, but the point I'm making is, is we're not seeing the signal we saw last week, which was sell everything. This, we, we're gonna, we, could, we could crash, right? That, that's when everything goes down. That's what we saw, sell everything, move lower. That's typically a bottom. If the miners were to begin getting weaker, as gold continues to move higher, and it's going to continue moving a lot higher, folks. Precious metals are screaming by here. But if the miners start getting weaker as gold moves higher, in other words, they go down. They start getting red. You know, They're negative on the day. Then I will tell you, I'll be the first to tell you, this is different. This is a problem. I'm concerned by this. We're seeing the opposite. It's a, I, I, it may seem like a simplistic point. Maybe it seems like a point that doesn't apply to the broad markets, I believe it very much applies to the broad markets. I'll tell you, I'll tell you if it's otherwise, okay? Uh, <clears throat> tonight, and you should read our blog today. We had a blog post today. It covers uh, some of this. Uh, my Twitter account, I'm tweeting throughout the day. Uh, you know, my mentors paid it forward. That's how I, I view what I'm doing here. Uh, it, it, tweeting with a reason, I believe, and a purpose. And I enjoy doing it, but... Uh, read our blog today. If you're not, sign up for our blog. Uh, you can do it through uh, our site, vrainsider.com. Again, vrainsider.com. You'll see all of our stuff there. Blog, of course, is free. We post every week. And uh, by the way, before I forget, we've also are re- kind of a relaunch or a launch of the last two months of Parabolic Options Program, number 10. And um, this is going to sound outrageous and not believable, but we post every trade. So, uh, I mean, it is what it is. Everything's documented clearly. Our members would call us out if we were trying to lie to people. In the last seven months, that's parabolic eight, nine, and ten. We're on parabolic number ten now. Uh, parabolic options has net gains. This is of all losses, everything, right? Of one thousand five hundred and thirty-three percent. Seventy-two percent of our trades are successful. Our average fifty-two uh, percent uh, average profit on these trades. Again, going back to last June, seven months. And our average holding period, I think, I think it's about 15 or 12 days. It's in that range. But we posted all of it. That's in our blog as well. If you, if you want to join and make, if you if you if you enjoy options, we call it options investing, not trading. But I will tell you, we've been very active here the last week or so. We've had had a, a pretty good run here. I think we're about to crush these markets again. Well, look, we we have crushed these markets for seven months. It's been it's been one of those moves, you know, one of those runs, right? Um, but if you want to come join us. Check it out. If you have any questions, let us know. Okay, so tonight, <clears throat> Trump is going to be doing a town hall. Not, not a big event, but a, a small town hall on Fox, which I think is great. And it's tonight at 6.30 Eastern. 
Uh, who are you watching here? Trump has the opportunity to do some real good tonight to allay some fears, but he can't. He also can't say this is no big deal. I know he wants to. I know because we've heard him say, "Look, the flu is deadly, but it kills fifty thousand a year, folks." You know, we had uh, we have an ongoing opioid crisis with with uh, Mexico. He had to fight for a few billion to to build a wall, and uh, and now Congress is throwing money at him uh, to fight the coronavirus. While at the same time, what the, how many have died from the opioid crisis? Several hundred thousand Americans, and he had to fight. For, for, for every penny to try to build a wall to stop that. You see, it's all about perspective, and it's about mass hysteria, which is what we're having now. Uh, and then you have also you know, the 10-year. Uh, the yields are finally collapsing. This was going to happen anyway. This, this was our, I'm always surprised that people that call themselves bond experts, fixed income experts, that they're oblivious to this. And if you've joined us here, you know we've talked – for two years we've said that the, the 10-year yield was going to 1%. Well, it's below that now. It's 0.92%. It dropped below 9, 0.9% today. And bond experts are saying this is a sign of real trouble you know, in their most concerning voice. We've told you the oh, uh, Federal Reserve having to cut a, a half a percent and more coming. This is a complete devastation. This means – uh, they can't control what's coming. We're going into a mass. No, we're not going into mass pain. None of that's happening. Doesn't mean it can't, but it's not now. Interest rates were going to go lower, period. Period. They had to. You can't have interest rates in the United States this much higher than they are in Europe and Japan. It's not how money flows, you know? Money flows to where the most value is, and we've got trillions of dollars. Coming into U.S. markets, stocks and bonds, right now bonds more, but tons of money all over the world coming into U.S. debt. That flow, that supply, that demand for our debt is pushing rates down, and that was always going to be the case. So the Federal Reserve has been able to use this coronavirus really as to, as to, to cover their butt. Now they can cut rates and, and, and look like they're the, the white knight, the savior. Folks, this is going to happen anyway. The Fed should have cut Long, long, long ago. And it's likely that our rates are going to go lower, but that doesn't mean that we're going into some form of economic devastation. I got an email today from a guy that said, this is it. This is the collapse we've been warning about. This guy that I got it from, has, I won't mention his name. I probably should, but just ultimate propagandist, fear monger. He's a list builder is really what he is, and that's his business model. This guy was predicting a collapse of the global economy for, has been doing it for a decade, for, for a decade, as the market said nothing but go higher. And now he's, now, now he's a broken clock principle. Now he really looks smart. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, my, it's my hope, and one of the reasons Tyler and I speak so directly to you and we write just this way, is that you'll know that there are people that don't, you know, see it the way these fearmonger perma bears do. And there are people out there that actually beat the markets on a regular basis like we do with a level head on our shoulders. Look, when it's time to be bearish, we'll be the first to tell you. <laughs> we have no problem shorting stocks. Ask our members. This is not that time. This is just not that time. U.S. economy is steamrolling higher. 
All the economic data that's come out in the past week has confirmed that. Uh, just take a look at the housing index if you want to and look, pull up a five-year chart of the housing index and look at that beautiful trend line, you know. And, uh, you know, yesterday, it, I think, again, another sign, another indicator, housing yesterday and, and the semis are two leaders from the uh, December 24th capitulation of 2018. They, they've led since. Both were up 5% yesterday. Both were down less today than the broad market. So, again, these are the indicators, the signs, confirming signals that you look for. What Trump should do tonight is town hall. This is important. Look, just because this is a semi-manufactured panic, and it is, it's get Trump. The media has something now to hit him. Russia didn't work. Impeachment didn't work. This is their new one. But, it's, but, but it doesn't mean that people aren't afraid. People are afraid. Well, you watch the media enough, you're going to be afraid. It's like all their fears are confirming. Oh, my God, did you hear we had a local case here and local case here? Well, yeah, that's how the flu spreads. But it doesn't mean that Trump can come on tonight and say what I'm saying. He's got to be presidential tonight, and he's got to be our le- a leader of the country, which he's done a, ma- a magnificent job of, just a magnificent job of while still trying to tell people the truth. His, his, his presser last Saturday was just remarkable, best I've ever seen. It resulted, of course, in the, in the big move hire on Monday. Again, now we've got a bottoming process, backing and filling. This is very normal. But tonight, <clears throat> he's got to recognize that people are afraid. He's, he, he can't say, I know you're afraid, but you shouldn't be. And that's just, and he's not going to do that, obviously. He's too smart. I mean, he is, you know, he is 4D chess guy. I mean, he just is. But what I believe he should do is recognize that people are very afraid, recognize their fear, and then say he can do something to address it. We've already had monetary stimulus, right? The Fed's cut rates are about to cut a lot more. Upcoming meeting, the major before then, should have cut long ago. They're, they're not coming to our rescue. They're not our white knight. <laughs> they're still reacting. They're not leading. They're following. But what Trump can do to get out in front of this, because we've had our monetary stimulus, now it's time for some serious fiscal stimulus. Here's what I, here's what I recommend. We should have, Trump should announce that he believe, he, he is, he's putting forward a, I don't know if he can do it by you know, executive order or if Congress has to prove, maybe in times like this he can't, I don't know, but he's re- got to recommend tonight a suspend, not have to, I think he should, a suspension of all personal and corporate income taxes for at least three months. I would do six because, again, even though a lot of this fear is manufactured, it's still there. People aren't going out to eat. People, businesses are suffering. Business trips are being canceled, happening everywhere you're seeing, I'm seeing it. So people are struggling financially from this. Businesses will fail unless something is done seriously. Look, in the 2008 crisis, what did we have done? $800 billion TARP deal that bailed out the banks, right? Giving them $25, $50 billion each. Well, how about for us? Trump's always been a man of the people. Tonight on Fox Town Hall, it's time for Trump to come out. Again, I, I hope and I'd like to see Trump come out, President Trump, come out and say, we're going to cut no more taxes for three months or six months. We're going to, for personal and, and, and corporate, LLCs, small businesses, all of it, 
Let's get through this together. Let's give you a break. Let you get back on your feet. Like it, let you take a breath so you don't lose your business. And then if the, if the Dems will you know, do nothing Dems, if they don't want to do it, that's on them. But they'll pay the political price for that. But Trump should get out in front of it. I'd like to see him do it tonight soon. Because again, this, the fear of loss of income, possibly failed businesses, that's very real. Um, so that's what I hope to see tonight. Okay, um, look, it was, all 11 sectors were lower today. Uh, the internals were negative, but, but there were some interesting things in the internals. It was like 10 to 1 negative advanced decline. Uh, better than that, NASDAQ. NASDAQ was about 5 to 1 negative. Um, but it was you know, uh, up-down volume, 10 to 1 negative. So, you know, not, again, NASDAQ was better. Again, that's what you want to see. Improvement, that's what you want to see. The VIX hit 49 uh, last Friday. It's 39 now. So, again, we're seeing the signs of a turn. And um, I think that's going to continue, as you can tell. That's how we're positioning our clients. Um, let's see. What else today? Commodity Watch. Oil got smoked today. We had a big uh, OPEC production cut, but it still closed down 81 cents a barrel to just at, right at 46. Again, gold, silver, miners up big today. Uh, gold up 29 at 16.72 an ounce. Uh, silver up uh, less than that, 1.1% percentage-wise and uh, closing at 17.43. Uh, but again, the action that we saw in the miners and gold both being up, I think that's an important market tell. You can watch the miners. If they start to reverse as gold's going higher, you're, you're going to know, okay, it's baby with bathwater time. And that's, that's, that's a, that could be a sharp move lower. We're not expecting it. I'm just giving you a great signal to key off of. This is a bottoming process. They are ugly. Uh, but as the news gets worse uh, from this uh, virus, uh, be it Bernie or otherwise, uh, the markets will go higher. And uh, finally today, Bitcoin, again, a good day today, up 300 closing at $9,100. Uh, folks, hope, uh, hope you had a good day. Uh, watch Trump tonight, town hall. Let's hope uh, we can get some fiscal stimulus to go with, along with our monetary stimulus. Have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.